all the causes of death that are commonplace to people in this field and to people that uh, respond first. First responders see a whole different side of the world, a whole different set of normals. It's weird, you know? It's, uh, it's interesting when you say something to someone like it's normal and you don't realize how different from everyone else's everyday experience that it is. This episode, I'd like to take a little bit of time just to not tell stories, but maybe just recount uh, just some of the things I've heard uh, through my career, you know, some of the war stories that people tell. Um, I won't be able to get into detail because these aren't my stories. I wasn't on, on these calls, and maybe some of these I can get some people in and and have them tell you uh, some of what they've seen. But before I do that, I'd like to thank Running Scared Motion Pictures. Uh, my buddy Josh DeForge has been, like, instrumental in me making this podcast. He's a fellow paramedic. Uh, he's got a ton of good experience. We've been running the same streets uh, and doing the same calls for a, a long time now. And uh, he's a firefighter now. But he also has this project, Running Scared Motion Pictures. Uh, I've seen some of the stuff that they've put out. He does a really good job. He's a really solid guy. He's a, a smart guy. He's a good guy. He's a good medic. I'd just like to thank him for his help. And uh, he put me in touch with Rooster Republic Press. And Rooster Republic, although I've never met the guy who, uh, who runs it, they, out of the kindness of their heart, and just because Josh put me into contact with them, they made the cover art for this podcast. And it's really awesome to be able to have something that I get to call my own. You know, he made it, he gave it to me, he told me I can use it. It's original artwork. So when you open this podcast and you see that orange uh, ambulance symbol, no rest for the weary. That's that's Rooster Republic Press, and I appreciate it. I want to thank them for how they've helped me, and I'd like to thank everyone for their feedback. I've gotten so much positive feedback, and uh, I've gotten some negative feedback that's changed the way I do stuff just a little bit, you know, and I appreciate it. Keep it coming. If you if you need to contact me and you don't know me, leave something in the comments, Um I appreciate your input, and I appreciate everyone taking some time to listen. So there's this one call where a guy is doing pull-ups off of a sixth-floor balcony. He falls and cracks his head open, brain everywhere, gets transported to the hospital. He perished. I heard about a guy who shot himself in the face, blew the entire front of his face off, and uh, when paramedics got on scene, he was searching around, patting the ground, looking for the gun. To finish the job, suicide. I've heard about uh, military people, uh, medics, or uh, the explosive ordnance guys, the EOD guys, chewing on detonation cord and blowing their jaw off just by chewing on that detonation cord. 
long before I ever got into paramedicine, I heard people say tube for the bubbles. I've heard about shotgun blast injuries that the only way to get an advanced airway into the person is to look for the bubbles, push on the chest, bubbles come, you know, air comes out of the lungs, makes bubbles in the blood and the secretions, you put the tube in there. There's been people who uh, hang themselves from a ceiling fan and it rips the ceiling fan right out of the ceiling, or from a closet dowel, and it snaps the closet dowel right in half. I've seen those. There was a guy in Amherst who was fighting people that were trying to pull into their own driveways, and it was... It was Halloween, and he's fighting these people. He's waiting in driveways, someone will pull in, and he won't let them park in their driveway. And this guy had a Superman cape on, and I know where that Superman cape is still. So whoever was on that call, I have that cape. Now you know. Uh, You know, some of these calls, some of the things that people have been on, I heard about paramedic who his first call ever on the road, his first call of his career was a girl who was sitting in a swing and she was young. I think he said eight, seven or eight years old. She was young. Could have even been younger than that. And she got torn to pieces by Rottweilers. Or I think it was Rotties. And he arrived on scene and this girl's dead, like a rag doll in this swing. Like, you can't get away from it. It's, like, devastating. I can't imagine... <laughs> Man, you go to work your first day as a paramedic, and, and that's what you see? And, you know, to that end, how do you go back day two? How do you not pick a different job? I think I'd be flipping burgers if that was the way I got initiated into this feel like it end up making you a pretty hard medic you're seeing seeing that stuff from the get-go from the start there's been people with uh pacemaker problems now this one's like a little bit more common um i guess because we learned about it in school but uh, actually josh uh from running scared motion pictures told me he showed me a, a video of the monitor he had a patient who's pacemaker was setting the, the rhythm of the their heart at like 170 beats per minute or something like that. Like just the battery starts to die, the pacemaker starts to malfunction, and this pacemaker just runs away. It just goes. How do you fix it, you know? It's a mechanical thing telling their heart how fast to be. Crazy, you know? Crazy stuff. There's, there's so much that... Uh, there's so much stuff out there. Nobody's seen everything. If you get a medic who said they've seen everything, they're lying to you. They're probably not even a paramedic. Because I feel like it doesn't take long to be in this field before you realize, I don't know nothing. Even after years and years, even after class and schooling, the, the amount that we've seen, the amount that we know is nothing. And yet still, it's so far outside of the normal human existence. This one's mine, and I'll talk about it on another podcast, but people who die in the bathtub, or in in the bathtub is the one I saw, or one of the ones I saw, you know, there's warm water in a bathtub in the summer, 
What's it going to do to a person after a week sitting in that? Soup. Make soup. Or a hot tub overnight. 100 degree water. Ugly. When I was on the fire department, one of my partners up there told me they had a person who died on a concrete floor and melted into the floor and was just a stain, basically, on the ground by the time someone found them. Crazy. Crazy. I had a daredevil who was uh, using a sawzall. He's a guy, he's a famous daredevil. Like, if, if I told you his name, which I won't, you could Google him. And he's, this guy's jumped buses and, man, crazy, crazy stuff. This guy's, like, all out. But he was drinking one night, and he cut through, he was cutting a hole into his wall with a sawzall, and he cut into a 220 line and burned his arm. He blew a hole in his arm from from right in the palm of his hand, right out his elbow, and just split all the flesh all the way down, just exposed his bone all the way down to the bone. We brought that guy um, out to a major burn center in the eastern part of the state. Crazy stuff, man crazy stuff. Stuff you don't see every day, but it kind of becomes uh, commonplace. I mean, I guess it does make an impact on you. It's not, I guess it's not common, but it's nothing out of the ordinary. Um, maybe you don't expect it, and you do expect it all at the same time. When I was in my clinical time at, uh, at the hospital, I was at a trauma center, and a 16-year-old kid was brought in, and he had he had gotten shot in the chest uh, by a handgun, and the bullet went right through his through his ventricles. It went right through the bottom of his heart, and it's tough because so he amazingly he still had some kind of a pulse when he got over onto that table. Now I'm a brand new medic. I'm not even a medic yet. I was still in school. I'm a basic EMT. And I'm observing this well-organized, well-oiled machine of a trauma team work on this patient. And the emotion is gone. If anyone else was looking, they'd know the emotion was gone. But after having worked with these people all day, you can tell that even for such a seasoned team, they see this stuff all the time. All they do is wait in that room or wait in the hospital, you know, obviously working on patients, but they're waiting for this for this trauma to come in, for this bad stuff to come in. And they see this 16-year-old kid, and he's shot in the chest. And that doctor, that doctor, emergency room doctor, trauma doc, split that patient's chest open and reached into his chest and massaged his heart. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff. It didn't work. Patient ended up dying, but they would go to any ends to help that patient, especially so young, like any patient, but a life so young snuffed out. My next one, my next episode will be about a six-year-old kid who got hit by a van while he was trick-or-treating. I can remember still to this day my partner on that call. We'll talk about that later, but get hit in the head with a van going 30 miles an hour. Crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff out there. And we're just out here to 
to bear witness. There's so many more stories, uh, dialysis fistulas falling out or, or starting to bleed during transport. A, a shunt or a fistula is just an open port into your blood vessels. Like the amount of blood that'll come out of this thing is crazy. When the blood hits the floor of the ambulance, it reaches out kind of, you know, with the turns and the stops and the goes on the way to the hospital, it spreads out with a big spot and then octopus arms reaching all over the back of the truck. Crazy stuff. How do you stop that? There, You know, you can put a tourniquet on, but there's a plastic tube in that person's arm that's going to stop that tourniquet from working. Hold pressure and run, you know? There's so many war stories. We sit around these tables. Everybody in the field knows. You sit in the table. You sit in the truck waiting for a call. If you mobile post, some some companies wait in the truck for the call. And you start talking to your partner. You start talking about calls you've had. You you know, you get you go on a call and you say, Oh, on this call this happened, on this call this happened. Delivering babies. Delivering a baby on the third floor of an apartment building. And the mom stands up, pulls up her pants, and is going to get the other kids ready to go to the hospital. Crazy stuff. The way patients react to stress or, you know, man, it's just human condition. Just the way humans react in these circumstances can just blow your mind. Some people just hunker down and they're just cold as ice, just just cool, smooth. I had a deputy on the fire department I worked on. The world could crash around this guy, and, and he was put together. I never saw the guy sweat in my life. His hair was never out of place one day in his life. You work a 24-hour shift, the hardest shift you ever worked, and this guy is crisp and clean, ironed clothes and looking fresh. You know, shine boots. And then some people can hold it together on the call and fall apart after. And some people get mad, and some people rage quit and some people rip their shirt off some people yell at their partners or yell at dispatch break stuff it's crazy you know there's a lot of stuff out there there's no point to this episode it's just i wanted to give props to running scared motion pictures i wanted to give props to rooster republic press and uh you know i wanted to give props to every partner i've ever worked with every story i've ever heard I appreciate the people that are out here doing this stuff and and from personal experience I know uh I know what it takes and I know the toll it can put on some on someone's life and I know we're out here having uh normal reactions to abnormal situations and uh I appreciate the first responders the cops, the firefighters, the military, you know, people in war zones obviously see much more than this. I appreciate you guys and girls, and I thank you for what you do. I thank everyone out there for listening, and that's all there is to say about that.